It's a beautiful day in Bromley, and we're in the Mayor's, what do you call this a suite, Hannah? Um, it's the, the Mayor's um, Parlour. The Parlor. newly um, crowned, that could be a word, <laughs> perhaps not, uh, robed, perhaps, uh, Mayor of Bromley. Thank you for inviting us to join you today. I'm delighted that you're here because, you know, I'm a big fan of the buzz and it's great. I mean, this is only the second interview that I've done since I was inaugurated last night and I am really thrilled to be talking to you guys because it's great we can get the word out there about the kind of things we want to be doing this year. Well, we do it through uh, audio and like you, we get about, but the amount of getting about we're going to do compared to you is going to be minimal, I think. You've got a lot on your plate. Um, but anyway, welcome back as well, because you were in one of our early shows in your capacity as small business champion, and you were a former mayor. So, Councillor Hannah Gray, you've been there before, and you did it during the pandemic. Mm. This is a different time. Oh, very. And it was an amazing year. It's always an honour. I know that phrase is overused, but it's always an honour and a privilege, and it's my second time of having the honour and privilege. But the first time, as you say, we were in the midst of the of the pandemic and it was really restrictive so uh, we modernised the mayoralty by using lots of social media films and podcasts and uh, videos and all of the things that I could think of to communicate out and make sure that uh, people were feeling supported and appreciated. We had amazing volunteers that put themselves forward. Um, I think it was four and a half thousand something like that within 24 hours. It was incredible and Bromley is an amazing place. So this year Although I'll keep all of that social media um, modernisation in place, I will be able to actually go out. I could at the end of, of my last term, but this time, right from the beginning, I'll be able to go out and meet all of the incredible people that we have in Bromley. It is a passion of mine. Yeah, well, even <laughs> during the pandemic, you did a lot of meeting. Because I remember you were meeting people like delivery drivers, NHS yeah. people, volunteers mm -hmm. all over the place. Um, in normal circumstances then, and I know it's your particular take on it, each mayor brings her own thing. Uh, what does the Mayor of Bromley do? Well, we are the first citizen of the borough. And I believe it's our responsibility to show our care and passion and support for all members of our community, all members in our borough. And it extends beyond that. People that have been living in Bromley and have moved out and to support other mayors in and around London as well. But primarily for me, it's to support people in the borough and to shine a light on the fabulous work that people do here. It's in our DNA. We are made up of charities <laughs> and small businesses and we come out, as I said before about the volunteers, we come out and we help people and we love to make a difference. So I believe the role of mayor is to show the support for all of the fantastic work that is done by the people of the borough. Yeah, I was thinking about this at the council annual general meeting which inaugurated a new council after the elections. Um, and brought in the new mayoral team that in the council, because it's composed of people who are councillors from different parties, uh, their meetings are going to be slightly typified by people disagreeing. But everyone agreed that the mayoral team is important and they all want to get behind you, which was really nice to think that we've got a figure of unity in the borough like that. Yeah, we do represent that, and we are non-political, of course. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we do have a lot of support from all of the parties, and last night I was delighted um, in the reception afterwards to chat to every new member, but lots of new councillors, and also the new parties, and they all showed a great interest in wanting to support the mayoral events, which will raise money for my charities. 
Well, very, very speaking good of which, <laughs> yeah, yes, speaking of which, the yeah, charities, let's, let's yeah. Let's move down a couple of questions. Yeah, let's yeah. move down. Uh, yeah, tell us about uh, your two charities that you're really, really passionate about, but also very important to you personally. So I've chosen um, Every Breath as my charity, uh, run by a couple of friends of mine due to their own personal circumstances, mm -hmm. and it's a lung cancer charity. So uh, Nick and Emma started it along with a consultant from the Peru, and they uh, meet for coffee with people that are either suffering, going through treatments, come out the other side, and the families that are also affected by it. And I went to the very first meeting and the second meeting. I haven't managed to get too many really recently, but there was obviously COVID got in the way mm -hmm. as well. And they do such fabulous work. They're passionate about what they do and they make a difference. So this charity will be raising money for local people, from local people and spent locally. So although there will be other groups, I don't want to use the word franchise, but there will be other groups mm -hmm. of, a, of a similar name around the country, the Bromley one will be for Bromley people. And the kind of things that they do, the simple things they do, they pay for a taxi for someone that wouldn't be able to go to the meeting to get the support from all of the people in that meeting. And um, they're dear friends of mine as well. So I'm delighted to choose them as my charity. I know they'll be involved in the mayoral events. I know they'll be supportive. And then Absolutely. everybody wins, you know, and we raise lots of money for them. The other project that I've chosen mm -hmm. is the Care Leaving Project, so Care Leavers Project. So we have, we have people in care, young people in care, um, who are looked after by amazing families. Um, I sit on the fostering panel and mm -hmm. still will be able to actually as mayor because it's not political. Okay. And they get to a point where they leave care. Now, although they still have their families, mm -hmm. it's not quite the same as it would be for maybe my son, moving out, who might pop back for Sunday lunch with lunch with mum, you know? <laughs> it's slightly different for them, although I know they are all still in touch with their families, but they have formed a, a what do they call it? Um, come dine with me brunch oh, or okay. lunch or supper. Mm -hmm. I don't know when they're going to do it. They don't know what time of day. I don't think it really matters. Where they can all get together yeah. and they can learn to cook certain recipes. Um, that you know, We start off with something quite simple um, and then they can take a package away with all the ingredients in it that they need to go and do that again, but at home. And then they'll decide which of those recipes they really love, really successful, everybody can cook, mm -hmm. and they'll put them in a recipe book. Oh, and then print that recipe book, which hopefully they'll sell for funds for themselves so we're going to support that project and i'm hoping i might be able to get a celebrity chef or two down i already know that some of our local um, high-end restaurants have offered to come in bring their chef and the ingredients and do a workshop with them but we really want to work on their confidence and so they get yeah. not just the recipe and the, the ingredients but they're working with healthcare professionals because as you know Zina, there's yeah. so much in the in the mental health uh, area and arena that we need to work on so if they feel safe and they're in a safe family environment learning to cook people talk they do, people yeah. talk when they cook and they can share with each other and they've got supports with each other so we've got the professionals that will go in with them but they'll have each other too yeah. so that's a really dear project it's a very it's very community orientated as well which is what you're all about and I think yeah. that's absolutely wonderful because you're right it brings people together to talk and when you're in a good, safe place, you open up. Yeah, so Lovely. passionate Amazing. about that. And then the third thing I'm going to do oh. is I'm going to have a big Ukrainian event. Mm. Um, 
I am always wearing my Ukrainian uh, ribbons. I actually got hundreds of produce so that we could we could uh, get some donations. We're working very closely with uh, uh, the Ukrainians that have come over. So we have already got um, a Ukrainian community in Bromley. And then we've got the wonderful people that are coming over that we are helping, mm. um, and they are going to help to enhance our community tremendously with all of the diversity that they'll bring with them. And in fact, I was at the Hub this morning, that was my very first event, where we're looking at their healthcare, their social care, mm-hmm. their schooling, all of those things, and all, there was tables with all of the professionals there that they could go and talk to, translators there, to make sure that everything was communicated accurately, to give them the help that they want. They've already had a coffee morning where some of the kids that hadn't can't speak English yet and, and met each other, invited each other to, to their birthday parties. So we really want them to be part of our community. And of course, for the families that have opened their houses and opened their hearts to, to look after our Ukrainian uh, visitors and guests who will make Bromley even better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it'll be enrich us. And they've opened their hearts up. We've got over a thousand people who've shown an interest in housing um, our Ukrainian families coming over mm-hmm. and we've already got something like 300 in place and it's, a, it's amazing they've done it again Bromley has done it again <laughs> and I am so proud you know my hashtag yeah hashtag proud of Bromley well I am really really proud of Bromley and that's what makes me tick anyway <laughs> you know we get that energy and that passion coming through even here I mean unfortunately our listeners can't see you right now but you know your face just glows when you talk about it we will be doing YouTube yeah. in due course but I do so. have pictures as well yeah. yes we are doing um, videoing <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah the bar- the richness of the borough is, is a wonderful thing so mm. on the show we've had um, the Al Imam Centre Keston Mosque yeah. and we've had the Muslim call to prayer um, yeah on the show, which is lovely. We've had an intro to the show by a Holocaust survivor who's going down to Biggin Hill Amazing. Memorial Museum. Mm-hmm. And we've had a, a Polish intro to the show from the Polo Market lady in um, Bromley North as well. Yes, who I met last time, actually. Yeah, she, yeah. she's lovely. And uh, we would like to get uh, Ukrainian personal persons on the show as well. Oh, I can um, help you with that. We've got some fantastic people. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, uh, the mayor is the first citizen. But you have other citizens around you, part of a slightly wider team. Oh, yes. Tell me about us, about them. So my personal team, obviously I've got my deputy mayor, um, Councillor Christine Harris, who I've known for a number of years, actually, and I was delighted when she became a councillor. And then I couldn't resist but ask her to become my deputy mayor. She's a very passionate Scottish lady who has so much energy, and we're going to make a fantastic team. And I've also got my chaplain back, Angela Strickland, who was my chaplain last time. Um, She's Salvation Army, uh, which I love because it reaches out to everybody. And um, she, she, she gets my feeling towards religion um, and and how I want to encompass everybody Uh, so we've got a a three female team and um, I think this is only the second time that a mayor has been both deputy mayor and mayor twice so um, it's quite an unusual but I'm so delighted and also I've got my my mayoral support so you know my team um, in the the back room that look after me 
they're fabulous ladies and um, I made a little joke last night that I'm really sure they're delighted to see me back but uh, <laughs> I'm not quite so sure no they are they're absolutely lovely and I've got to, we've got our mayoral attendant of course Neil and we've got our other driver Peter so I'm really supported very very well and we've got a fabulous comms team this time they've made sure that we're really ready for um, <laughs> catching up with me and, and whatever else I might be doing so they've already put out a video on Twitter and we're we're really gonna make sure that we that we tell everybody you see this is what I say and I know it's boring but it's not about me mm. it's about the borough it's about all well, the wonderful people that are out there mm. doing incredible things and also people that don't know that we've got a mayoralty that is there to support them. You know, we go to their events to make their events special, we, to make them feel that they're appreciated because they are, yeah. and that's what we're about. So yes, I have a great team, and I'm really, really delighted to be working with them all again. Well, I was enjoying your speech yesterday, or one of the, two, one or two speeches, actually, uh, as you were working away through the agenda, because you're kind of chairing as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> and of course, one of the things you mentioned was Toilets, which I didn't think I was going to Toilets. bring into this. Yeah. Uh, there was a very nice again. reference which goes back to exactly what you were just saying. Would you like to share that one again? Well, I will. <laughs> and I hope no one will find this offensive in any way because it really is dear to my heart. It's, <laughs> I, when I was mayor previously and when I was allowed to go out, um, I met a, a young man that, whose job was to open and close the toilets in the parks which, let's face it, was extremely important because the only thing we could do at the time was walk in the park. And I met him, he was a little nervous to meet me, but we got chatting and we had a, a really lovely time and I was very grateful and I showed the appreciation of the borough for what he does. It's important, everybody's job is important mm. and it was important that he felt appreciated. So, to my amusement on his Facebook page, he put, um, I've only gone and met the bleeding mayor. Um, M-A-R-E which I thought was lovely now I don't care whether he can spell or not I can't spell yeah. you know but it was the passion with which he wrote it and the fact that he felt appreciated that's what was important so that was the story that I told last night and um, I hope I get to meet him again I hope he's still doing it because we are lucky we've yeah. got people do all sorts of things for us in the borough and I think during the lockdown we became more appreciative of what they did you know mm. our bin men were incredible um, yeah. And they're frontline workers, you know, and if, so I will go and see them again too because I went to see them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, during that evening, there were some very ceremonial parts. It was it was quite like you know, the state opening of Parliament. <laughs> um, I knew I missed a night out. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Startup Bromley buzzing. <laughs> it was it was all rather rather warm in there, mm. and of course um, uh, the former mayor now. Um, Councillor Russell Miller had to change out his robes, mm. and then the newly um, the new mayoral team were, were put in their robes as well. Mm. Uh, did you get rather warm? Oh, it was boiling. It mm. was boiling. So for people that don't know, we we have sleeves that we put on. Then we have a quite a heavy three-layered robe that goes on and we then have a ruff that goes around it's not called a ruff I've forgotten its proper name um, anyway um, that goes around the neck um, that it is fastened quite tightly around the neck and goes down the front of your tunic and down the back of your tunic um, and of course then you've got the chain on as well which is really quite heavy 
over the top of your normal clothes. And uh, yeah, we don't really have air conditioning in the chamber, so it was sweltering. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you, you do Sounds forget good, all yeah. of that because it's so important that what you're doing is so important because you, it really is ceremonial and it really is, it shows everyone how much we care. If you do it properly, yeah. you care, don't you? Yeah. And that's what's Absolutely. important. Well, I enjoyed um, a lot of what you said. One particular part was uh, when you said, the community is remarkable, we are resilient, warm, compassionate and entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah, I really feel that. Because we are made up of so many parts, as I said, you know, the DNA yeah. of, of charities and small businesses and entrepreneurial. One of the other things I said is, you don't have to be great to start, mm. but you have to start to be great. Now, I can't claim that. I've, I got it off the telly box or somewhere. <laughs> it's so true though. <laughs> but it is, and, and no, you were saying last night you were with Startup Romley. Um, they are fabulous, a fabulous organisation. I know you've covered them. Mm. Um, and it's an initiative that I will also support. But we are made of entrepreneurs. We are one of the mm. most successful boroughs for our entrepreneurs, not only to start up, but to keep going. Because the first year, as I'm sure you are aware, is the, the hardest time for a startup business. And we are the most successful borough. They last so much longer. And then they pivot a little and they survive. So, yeah, passionate about all of those things and our entrepreneurs. And there's a lot of opportunities here for entrepreneurs as well to look at options. Mm. And I think that's what's great about Romney as well. Yeah, we do. Great. I mean, the council do work very closely with mm -hmm. smaller businesses and it's so important. We did work very hard to try and make sure that we spread the grants as wide as we could. I know people slip through the mm. net and that's heartbreaking when you hear it. Uh, but we did try and help as many yeah. people as we possibly could. Well... Within the first day of you um, uh, becoming mayor, uh, you were back at Innovations again um, with the use of the hashtag Proud of Bromley, yes. uh, which we caught up with a post earlier on. Uh, are there any more innovations ahead, do you think? Ooh, ooh, am I going to let the cat out of the bag? No, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't got a cat in a bag. That would be very cruel. Um, <laughs> No, no, not a cat lover. Um, so no, I will be. I will be starting the podcasts again, but that's Wonderful. not a new initiative. Um, well, before you go on yeah. on that one, how do people find your podcast? Well, they can um, go onto our website, so uh, or email the mayor's office, so mayors.office at bromley.gov.uk, or they can go on the website and they can register an inter interest there, because um, I'd love the diversity of Bromley to come on and have a chat and, and talk about um, how we can uh, move Bromley forward. So my speech last night was based on people, passion and progress. Mm. And um, I know a bit corny, you know, three Ps, but I wanted something to base it on. I also wanted people to know that how far I was through the speech so that they could look interested for as long, for as, long as they needed to. <laughs> but, uh, but, but with the progress, that is based on our people and okay. anybody wants to come on and talk about what they're doing and how they want to go forward. That would be fantastic, which is slightly different from the podcast last time because we were trying to um, raise people's spirits. And I know that you can. Uh, yeah, I was had yeah. the honour of going on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. Um, but so I don't know what innovations, but of course my consort, um, Colin Hitchens, councillor Colin Hitchens, um, is the ideas man. In fact, I did buy him a book that says Colin's ideas. So <laughs> he has promised me that he will be writing in there all of the kind of things because he was the gentleman that came up with the idea of the candles when we when we remembered those that we'd lost on the night of the candles and we had uh, 750 candles on the lawn at the front of the palace here which was yeah. lit up and it was it was very important to remember mm -hmm. that for the families. 
I am looking to make sure that we do have a, a place of reflection for people that have been lost during COVID. Um, uplifting, you know, not too somber, mm. but somewhere that people can access easily. And we are already in discussion about this because it's so important to have that place and Absolutely. for people to to be able to you know, leave their memories and, and uh, there if they want to or experience being in a place of reflection. Well, the Meryl YouTube is also something I'm sure will be busy. Uh, and I'm going to put a recommendation in on that one, which is for anyone to look during your last term at the St. Patrick's Day Guinness <laughs> in Bar video, which is one of my all-time YouTube highlights. So I suspect that may reappear. Well, you never know, but that was a necessity, so we had to make it as formal as we could, as serious as we could, but with some, a twist of fun without losing, out, losing any respect. So yes, the green jacket, yeah, the green jacket and the pint <laughs> of Guinness was very important. But we will do all sorts of things like that, so I'm waiting for my ideas man to come up with some even Looking more ideas. To it. <laughs> well, I, mean, I know you've got a, a lot on your plate coming up, you've already mentioned the Ukraine event, mm -hmm. uh, and you've got other things up your... Um, disposable <laughs> <laughs> yes no um we we are going to be having a ball in november so 19th of november um which happens to be my birthday as well yeah Double but i don't want any presents i want people to buy a ticket and come to the ball buy tables um it's going to be a big ball it's going to be at the oakley house mm -hmm. and it's going to be a you know a proper grand affair affair i mean the previous mayor had a lovely ball mm. um uh, this one is going to be the same but maybe even more bells and whistles because we can yeah. you know because we've got a bigger lead up to it mm -hmm. um and we're going to have auction prizes and we have live band and we're really going to make it uh, a big event so that's something that i'm really looking forward to the ukrainian event will probably be towards the end of the summer beginning of autumn that's that's a big thing um there will be you know the standard quizzes and things like that we've also got volunteers day that will be here at the palace um in the back garden uh, mm -hmm. for all of our wonderful volunteers and i know that margaret um who is in charge of the mayoralty um will be making sure that's a really big event because we haven't been able to see them for for some time yeah. now so all of our volunteers will be doing that as well so it's a case of you know Look out on the newsletter, look out on the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I'll let you guys know as well. And we'll just get as much support as possible to raise money mm. for our charities, but to bring the community together. Yeah. Mm. And we have that freedom now because we're mm. in a better place. So, we are. And it's the perfect time. We are, we are. You need a word. A couple of other things that uh, I've picked up from one place or another. Um, and last night you mentioned the Spitfire. Oh yes, thank you for the reminder, of mm. course. So again this year, I am so thrilled that I've been given the Spitfire flying experience, uh, which we did as a raffle last time, and we're going to do as a raffle again, well, a, a prize draw mm. again this time. Um, you can do that through Givergy, and again, the details will be on our mayoral website and all over any social media that we can find. Because if I auctioned that... The people that would pay the money, which is normally that would cost them maybe two and a half, three thousand pounds, if they're going to pay that money, then they can buy it anyway. Mm. But if I can, if I can do a prize draw for ten pounds a ticket, that people that wouldn't be able to afford that normally might have the opportunity, and mm. it's going to be out all year. So if everyone gets a spare ten pounds or more, and they want to buy a ticket or two or three over the year that would be great for me because we can raise the money um, and we're so grateful to be given this this prize mm. but it would be fantastic for someone especially if they couldn't afford it afford normally it. 
um, to be able to have the experience. So, yeah, I'm delighted that that's going to be happening. Well, it's one of the most special things about the borough. We've got Biggin Hill Airport, the mm. old air base, yeah. the Memorial Museum, the Heritage Hangar. Yeah. We have Spitfires literally flying over us all the time <laughs> in Bromley. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so buying tickets for that. <laughs> uh, and, of course... <laughs> We've got, in July, the Bromley Arts Festival coming yes, up. Yes, of course we have. Uh, and uh, as well, the Platinum Jubilee is right upon us. Mm. And you mentioned about your attendance earlier on. I believe it's um, the poor chap's <laughs> on a major mapping exercise. <laughs> which would probably require a World War II bomber navigator to work with. Uh, um, to work out, was it, 106 events or something? Yeah, 106 street passes, maybe more. Goodness. Maybe more. So um, yeah, there have been a number of applications for street closures for the street parties, which is fabulous. And when I was deputy mayor, um, the mayor at the time, um, Councillor Ian Payne, decided on Her Majesty's 90th birthday with all of those street parties that we would go to all of them. Well, my jaw hit the floor and I thought, how are we going to do that? But we did somewhere in the region of 60, 70 each. Um, on that occasion so I know it's possible so we've got 106 at the moment to split between myself and my deputy mayor we've got two drivers and we will attend every party that's applied for us to go and visit them now some may be slightly quicker than others and as you say he's now plotting the most ridiculous <laughs> um, driving pattern that he can to make sure that we get to all of them but we will get to all of them I think it's really important and I will be coming to the arts festival too of course I will mm. um, I, I think being an ex-singer myself and my son's involved in music I think it's so important and my mother loves doesn't paint so much now but used to love painting and I've got some fantastic pictures of hers maybe we should put them up um, in the arts festival I think that would embarrass her but she, she's a fabulous painter <laughs> well, wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Um, so no of course I'll be supporting that as well and uh, yeah the Queen's Jubilee and the Queen's Garden and there's concerts in the garden and we've got mm. a march past and we've got a Thanksgiving service if people want to come to that oh it's going to be it's going Marvelous. to be spectacular yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things that um, I thought of when I went to the last mayor of Bromley's Ball which was a wonderful event mm. I look forward to the new one uh, was meeting a, a uh, mayoress from another borough yes uh, and <laughs> she was telling me that um uh, she used to be a barmaid, mm. and your uh, mayoress was mentioning was from Livingston, I think, grew mm -hmm. up in a council house. She did. Uh, and it's nice that actually mm -hmm. the mayoral team can be quite a, a democratic thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, of course, you've got to being mayor for a second time. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about Han Hannah Gray, the background. Oh, Hannah Gray, where do we start? Well, I was a comprehensive school girl, grew up in... East Sussex in Buxted, actually where the chickens come from. I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember that, but Buxted chickens were quite something back in the day. Um, and I went to Upfield Comprehensive, and uh, I was always volunteering for things because I like to help. My parents brought me up that way. They spent their lives um, looking after 30 children every week that came down from London and they ran a rural centre. So I shared my parents with 30 different children every week. Uh, so we were helpers, we are doers and helpers, and so even at school when they were putting on productions and plays, I was in the background helping and doing costumes, a bit of makeup, things like that. And on one occasion, uh, the lead be fell ill, and I happened to mention to the musical director, because I wasn't doing music at college, I was singing in the church choir, but they didn't know about that. I said, well, I could do that. And they said, could you really? And I said... Well, I'll show you. I, I think I could help if you're really struggling because they didn't know who they were going to put in that role. And uh, so I sang for them and they said, 
yes, I think you would be able to do that. And it was last minute, so they had not much choice, really, but to give me a go. <laughs> and um, so anyway, I, I did it. And uh, the head teacher, or headmaster, they were called back then, and his wife was sitting directly in front of my parents. And the headmaster's wife turned to him and said, who is that? Where did she come from? Because <laughs> I didn't, hadn't done anything at school. Uh, luckily for me, the uh, music teacher was also the careers advisor. And she said, I think we need to go and find out what you're doing with that voice. And took me up to the Royal Academy of Music. Uh, and I sang to the head of singing there. And that's when my life changed. And they suddenly decided that I should take up singing. So I went to then to East Sussex Preparatory Music College, which was associated with the Tech College. Uh, so I did my A-levels at the Tech and I did music at the Music College and then I auditioned for the London Colleges and got a place at Trinity College of Music, which at the time was in Maribyrn. It's now over in Greenwich. And that was that. I then took up singing and I had a, a small singing career. I mean, I wasn't famous or anything, but I did some solos for some touring companies and thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, worked alongside that because you have to supplement your income mm -hmm. if you're not a superstar. Um, and, and worked for other companies. So I ended up working for Tate and Lyle in their IT department and uh, Barclays Bank corporates in their IT department. Mm -hmm. So it all changed. And then I had my children, which was great because I was married to an IT professional, which means I could find out all of the difficult answers I didn't know the answer to. <laughs> and when I fell pregnant, I thought, thank goodness I can get out of Barclays before they realise I don't know what I'm doing. But no, I did, I did know what I was doing and I had the help I needed. So I, I fell pregnant and that was wonderful. I had two, I've had two marvellous boys and um, I've then got very involved in their schools and I headed up the PTA. So I was part of the community. So when I moved to Bromley, um, I wanted to be part of the community. So I became part of a, a particular party, uh, a political party, and then from there I became a councillor. So that's the journey, and from being a councillor, they they offered me deputy mayor, and now I've been mayor, and this is my second time. So I hope that's quite short enough, but that's, that's the really journey, wonderful. that's how it happens. You never know what's going to happen in your yeah. life, do you? Yeah. You just have to grab those opportunities when they arise. Absolutely. So do you still see? Well, because my question would be, what do you do in your free time when you're not doing your mayoral duties? Yeah, not, not warbling indoors. I don't think the neighbours <laughs> would like that too much. Um, I'm so vocally unfit now that it's either off or it's on. And if it's on, it's a bit loud. So um, I've got to practice and I've, I'm going to go up to, um, I've got a working chalet at the bottom of the garden because I've been asked to sing. I've been asked to sing at the Churchill Theatre um, for an event uh, at the end of the month. And I'm going to do, if, well, they think, we don't know yet, because I've got to get the backing tracks. Mm -hmm. Land of Hope and Glory and Royal Britannia. Oh, because wonderful. they're Cambeltos. Yeah, it's a technical term. <laughs> it means you don't have to be subtle. You could just belt it out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I might do those for them, because they, it's a charity, and I want to mm -hmm. support them. And I've also been asked to sing that again at the last night of the proms at Blake's Park at the end of August in, uh, in West Wickham. So I might sing again then. And it was funny because a friend of mine, who is a fabulous singer, was here last night, uh, Preshi, and she said to me, are you really? Okay, maybe you should come for some singing lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? She's absolutely right. I should. You've got time. <laughs> I've got time and she's going to help me out. So you never know. I might belt those out. And I have sung for a dear friend of mine um, that's a master of a liveries company and she got me up there a couple of years ago was it more when we could sing at a Christmas service so very rarely do I unleash the awful sound that comes belting out oh, but, um, I'm sure it's not. 
But yes, no, I am going to do more of it. That'd be great. I'm do more Perhaps maybe at your ball on the 19th Oh gosh, no, not on my birthday nights. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but you want somebody to sing for you, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, you, have you got a question? I've only got one more, but I'm trying to round things off. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the mental health side of things yeah. in Bromley in terms of what's your vision uh, in regards to having more awareness around mental health here, facilities, um, maybe more events around that, so people can actually feel like they know where to go, signposted, because I think there's a lot of fear around knowing where to go. Yeah, we talked about this before, and there is tremendous amounts of fear. I I think it's beginning to change. I think people, thanks to celebrities and, and, and royalty that have talked about it, mm. I think people are feeling less fearful uh, but people still are ashamed mm. that they may need some coaching or some help and they shouldn't be I mean it's this this two and a half pounds of brain that sits in our body that controls everything we do mm-hmm. is as important as a broken arm and if things aren't working quite so well people are talking about female menopause a lot at the moment yes. as well aren't they and 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 that's also mental health people thought they were going slightly doolally yeah <laughs> and you know and it's it, talking about it talking to your friends and then talking to the professionals is so important so if i can be of any help and any assistance of course I will do that. Uh, I was just talking when I went to the Ukraine hub about mm-hmm. mental health and the wellness and being people that have been through all that they've been through mm. coming over here. Definitely mental health is very important. There are people over there talking to them at the moment to how they can signpost them to the right places. Now I know that there are um, professionals that help in the national health and there are private professionals as well and it's not as expensive as you think to go and get some private help if you really feel you need some if you're not getting it soon enough because yeah. sometimes it can hit you like you walk into a brick wall yeah, and you don't know it's coming and you think everything is fine and I'm on top of it all and you're not suddenly all of a sudden the carpet's been pulled out and when we talked before we talked mm-hmm. about it's okay not to be okay absolutely I mean it's not okay but it's you don't have to hide it. Yeah. You can talk about not being okay. And um, you can talk about, you know, life suddenly has changed. And people's lives suddenly change on a, on a, on a flip of a coin or whatever mm. the phrase is that we need to use. And you need to talk about it. You can't just soldier on um, all the time. Mm. I was saying you can't. You can soldier on, but sometimes you can't soldier yeah. on. Yeah, there comes a time right. where, mm. yeah, your body can only take so much, mm. or your mind can only take so much, and then it can't. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, and sometimes when you start to worry, um, uh, sleep deprivation comes in, doesn't it? And then that makes it ten times worse. So then you wake mm. up thinking about thinking about it, um, and then you can't go back to sleep because you're thinking about what the problem is and thinking you need to be able to cure whatever is is happening to you. I think it's so important that we make those signposts as big and psychedelic as they and we don't need to be subtle. You know, I've suffered in my life with, with mental health issues. I felt extremely depressed in the past and thought, oh, it's okay, I can deal with this. And I've spoken to people and it's really helped me put it in, a right, in the right place. You can talk to people that can help you find the positive good in you that is the core of the core of who you are um, that helps you manage those sudden feelings of, of 
depression and, and unhappy. Yeah, that loss. Yeah. You really know that yeah. somebody yeah. means what they're saying when they start thumping the table. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, because that's so valuable and it's an important message as well. Um, you know, just literally really quickly, on the news today, I heard that it's the highest uh, percentage, almost something like 85% from since 2015 in terms of... Um, oh, the word's gone out of my head. Um, Whilst you're thinking about that, can mm, I just make another point? Yeah. Um, we had a young man in that was head of the Youth Council, mm. and one of the projects that they were working on was uh, young men being mm. able to talk about their feelings and the awful high levels of suicide there are in young men. Now, I don't want to be depressing on your fantastic podcast, but I was very uplifted by the fact that they are talking about yes. it mm -hmm. and they are helping each other and it's on their agenda. Um, that, that it's sometimes the genders, you know, you think, oh, it's the females that are emotional and it's the females that, you know, going through their puberty become, mm -hmm. you know, maybe eating disorders and many other things that they suffer from but young men equally very, suffer very from eating disorders and are suicidal uh, so i was delighted to see so on an uplifting note um it's a good thing that they're talking about it because then we can do something about it and that's yeah. the key isn't it and when you said the word eating disorders that was the word i was looking for <laughs> Well, there's so many things going on in my head but eating disorders has been on the highest at the moment mm -hmm. uh with a huge rise um, since since the pandemic, so it's and that's their anxiety and their, their mental health. health, and it goes back to that. Yeah, people try and take control, don't they, of their lives mm. somehow, and often it can be done through eating or not eating, and it's how people take control is very strange. But we do it; we all do it. We all do it in our own small ways, and um, and it's good to be able to talk to someone about it. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. I think that's really important. Um, one last question for me. What's the biggest impact that you want to make as the mayor? Oh. Maybe in the next three months or six months or you have a year. Oh, as I your have a year. whole year? That's so difficult. I, I want to be there for the people of Bromley. Mm. I have a passion, which you can see with me waving oh, my yeah. arms around. I have a passion for the people of Bromley. That's why my speech was people, passion and, and progress. Mm. I, I want to see progression in looking after people, encouraging people. I want to encourage young people to, to be the best that they can be. I want businesses to be the best they can be, charities, entrepreneurs. I just, my passion is to help people. And if I can do that in any way, then I'd love people to get in touch. And if they want to come and talk to me, or if they want me to go to their events, or if I can help publicize their events, then I would love to do that. That's, I know it doesn't sound huge, but it's it it's getting out there and, and supporting the borough. That's what I want to do. Excellent. Well, that Thank brings you. me to the last question, but I'm going to blend a little bit of what you were just saying into it, because a proactive mayor that goes out there mm -hmm. and helps and thanks people, which is fundamentally much of the job and does it really well, is actually literally good for the mental health of people up and down the borough because they like to see a figure of authority rep that represents good things around here uh, coming out and doing those things. Uh, and on that note, uh, what are your early events on your schedule other than being interviewed by us? Yeah, well, as I said <laughs> this morning, I went to the Ukrainian hub. That was important. 
Um, and um, I like to speak a little Ukrainian as well, which I thought was important. Don't ask me to say it now because it's probably gone straight out of my head. But I learnt it, and they were impressed that I tried. Um, I um, I spoke to Loretta uh, from uh, from Life in Bromley and Life in Orpington, speaking to you guys. Um, then this evening I do get a glamorous event. I'm not. This isn't glamorous. No, don't get me wrong. It's very glamorous. <laughs> Our cups of tea around the desk. But um, I'm going to uh, HMS Wellington which is a London Mayor's Association event. So we'll get to meet the other London Mayors and find out what they're doing. And if there's any good ideas I haven't, I haven't thought of yet, I will be... Uh, stealing them would be a little rude, stealing wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I'm off to represent the bar at the Bexley Ball tomorrow night, which I'm looking forward to. So these are the glamorous events that I didn't get to do last time. And then I'm going to a jazz afternoon tea in Richmond on Saturday. But then I'm back in the borough, which is so important. And I'll be going around to the charities. I've got... Um, People have been applying for so many different things to do. I need to get my diary out for me to be able to remember all of the things that I'm going to go do. I've got a lovely young lady coming into the parlour having afternoon tea that um, has won a bravery award uh, mm -hmm. for getting over her own illnesses and how she's approached her life, um, how she is approaching her life um, living with her illnesses. I've got citizenships, which are so lovely. People becoming um, citizens um, of the United Kingdom, and that's I love oh, doing those. They're really important. Um, I'm going to Founders Day at uh, Shepherd's um, uh, College up in, in Bromley. Um, I'm having a look around. You know, the old town hall is being done up and being turned into a hotel and a restaurant and a joint workspace. So I've already been and seen the joint workspace, but I'm now going to go and get to see uh, the hotel and um, and the restaurant. Um, I have also got um, a nursery, little little Birch's nursery, so I'm going to a nurse, nursery. Um, I'm going to the young football club, Beckenham Town Football Club. So I've got lots of things. Oh, lighting the beacon, got that to do. So I've got lots, lots of things. I know it sounds like suddenly I'm going out of borough, but I've got lots and lots of things in the borough, including you know 106 street parties. So you know, it's, <laughs> only, yeah, only. This, this in like, the borough is really important to me. Uh, this this obviously begs a question, which is, is your wardrobe up to it? Ah, well, um, possibly, possibly. I think swapping jackets and, and and dresses around and making them look like different outfits, like Paul Tortillo does, you know, with his suit. Yes. He never wears a suit. He always wears a different colour jacket with his trousers. I think I might be stealing that idea. And what about the shoes? Will it be the sparkles? Oh, gosh, lots of sparkly shoes. I do like a sparkly shoe. Yes. Yes, and um, there'll be spare pairs of flat shoes in the back of the car as go. well because there'll be lots of walking <laughs> to be done. Amazing. <laughs> right, in which case I think we can end on uh, your hashtag, uh, which was? Hashtag proud of Bromley. Really want everybody to use that because we are proud of Bromley. So anybody doing anything that they really are proud of in Bromley, please use it because it just makes it easy for everybody else to find. Hashtags are easy when you use them because people can find everything that's going on in Bromley that we're proud of. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Mayor Thank you.